You're listening to More Than Talk, where each week we speak with faith-filled individuals who are influencing the world around them. As you hear their story, we know that you'll not only be inspired, but you'll be challenged to do more than just talk. Hi, I'm Rebecca Proud, and today I'm hosting Jackson Proud. Jackson is a business analyst for the Department of Defence. He served in the Australian Army for seven years as an artillery officer, and he may or may not have been the lead singer in a rock band. From travel to new jobs, Jackson has continually found himself navigating the unknown, and this is something we're going to focus on in today's episode. I think there are so many times in our life where we face situations that we've never been in before, or we feel a prompting to step into something but have no idea what the outcome is going to look like. Even as a society, right now we are facing the unknown. So I know you are absolutely going to love hearing Jackson's story. And did I mention, he happens to be my husband. So without further delay, please enjoy the podcast. Welcome to More Than Talk. It is so good to have you with us. And currently I am looking straight at my husband, Jackson Proud, who will be joining me today. So welcome, Jack. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well for me. In fact, it's going really well because we get to hear from you on this episode And Jack, you are someone that has always been so great at navigating the unknown. I have seen you time... Debatable. No, I have. I've seen you time and time again step out into unfamiliar territory and you make it look so easy and I know it really is not. And even recently, you've taken on a role as a business analyst for the Department of Defence. So maybe to start us off, can you share a bit about your story, where you've come from and what has led you to do what you're doing today? So I grew up on the West Coast in Perth, spent all my schooling years over there. Straight out of high school, I went to university and... Uh, would you believe it? Studied classical music, of all things. I can't believe it. Uh, what 18-year-old really knows what they want to do. So <laughs> anyway, I went with classical music for a little while. And then after a year of that, I decided that wasn't where I needed to be. I uh, did a little bit of work and a little bit of study, but I was playing in a, a band uh, with some friends of mine. Did some pretty uh, sort of unusual quirky gigs around the place. And Can you please tell us about these unusual quirky gigs? So just quickly, we did a a gig at a maximum security prison, uh, sort of Johnny Cash style, only without the charisma of Johnny Cash, uh, or the crowd participation. We liked that as well. And uh, we also managed to do a Bon Jovi support spot at Subiaco Oval, which was pretty cool. And that had how many people? Uh, Just shy of about 28,000, I think. So big contrast from what we did a few weeks earlier, which I think was uh, a gig at a pub in a rural WA town to about three people, and that's including the bartender. (laughs) And uh, and then after that, I ended up moving to Melbourne, was here for uh, just, yeah, somewhere between two and a half and three years, I think. And then I found myself in the army for a number of years, and then now I'm back here working as a business analyst and married to you. Wow. Well, I think you've already done a whole lot at the age of 34. And I'd love us just to hear a little bit more about your time in the army. I remember even being at your initial ceremony saying goodbye to you and thinking, my goodness, this guy is about to have the adventure of a lifetime. And you said earlier you sort of found yourself in the army. I mean, surely that was a journey to get there. How did you leave the comfort of your everyday to step into something so unfamiliar and unknown? I think it just became evident to me that that's where I needed to be. In the last six months or so that I was playing in the band, uh, that was around the same time that I started attending then Bridge, now Numa, 
church and uh, had recently just given my life to Jesus. And I just felt the pull to the army and that's where I needed to be. Uh, I guess not the not the main event that, that drew me there, but certainly something that I, I think I was looking out for. I remember working on a building site in East Melbourne somewhere and this S-70 Blackhawk helicopter came over the top of the building mm. and sort of touched on the ground behind us and then took off again. And I, I remember just thinking that that just felt like a very uh, strong sign uh, for me to pursue that course and uh, you know I'd really given it some thought spoken with some close friends about it and then uh, once I started to pursue it it just was green light after green light and before long yeah I found myself uh, rocking up for basic training getting my head shaved and being told to shut up <laughs> yes on that obviously the army is a very unique job can you please share with us what your few first few months were like so very long days you know sort of 6 a.m to 10 p.m uh, every minute is pretty much accounted for the first couple of months, so that can be a little bit stressful at the start. But looking back now, it it was a uh, very very funny time. Forged a lot of really strong friendships through those unusual circumstances. Mm. Uh, but yeah, high tempo and uh, just sort of really removed from the normality of life. That's what it is, really. Wow. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I think for many of us, when God calls us into something, yes, it's exciting, it's adventurous. It is also interesting, but it's not always easy. In fact, the Bible speaks a lot about perseverance and endurance. How did you remain in the army? How did you remain in your call? Because I remember there were times where you would call me and you had just come back from being in the bush for days on end, training, sleep deprived, hardly any food. I mean, what was it that kept you there? Uh, well, I suppose the short answer is a return of service obligation. So I wasn't going anywhere for a number of years. But uh, but if you're talking at a deeper level, it's the internal resolve of knowing where you are uh, and that you're meant to be there. And so I suppose I knew that that is where I needed to be at that period of my life. Um, so I just stuck it out. I made the commitment to stick it out. And uh, also the people around me, uh, you know, like-minded people, very motivated, very driven. And I enjoyed that environment. And, uh, yeah, I just I just knew that that's where I needed to be and that's what it came down to. So regardless of sort of how tough it got, I just had to keep going. Did you find that there were times where you really had to draw from God's strength to stay in there in certain seasons? Yeah, in some regard. I mean, I just made a consistent effort as much as I could just to, you know, remain in the Word and, and keep pushing forwards with that. Mm, and you've always been so inspiring in that way. It doesn't matter where you're at, what job you have, you remain so consistent in your faith. And I think it's evident in your commitment and your diligence. What would you say was the biggest challenge you found during your time in the army? Moving around a lot throughout Australia and, uh, you know, parts of the Middle East. And I mean, I even found myself sitting on a ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean for a number of months for a little while. I think that provides... A pretty good snapshot about the way uh, human beings live in different parts of the world all over the place. And I think mm. one of the biggest challenges through all of that was um, it felt like, and I use the word felt deliberately because I don't believe it was completely accurate, but it felt like there were there were times where God wasn't really active. It didn't feel like he was active. I couldn't really see his hand moving. And I think that really challenged my idea of God's sovereignty. But uh, I chose to believe that he is working even when we can't see it. He is sovereign. He is over all things. He is through all things. And ultimately, I do believe that he is working everywhere. And as difficult as um, 
you know, some of the things are that we see, you know, even on the news and things like that in some countries, it can be hard sometimes to believe that he is sovereign, but ultimately we do trust that and we know that he is in control. And I think that's even so timely for us now. We can look at society and all that's going on and sort of question where is God. But I love that you constantly refer to God as our creator God and he is the God of the millisecond and he really is sovereign overall and he works all things for his and our good. And I know this may seem like a very obvious question, but what impact did you see the army have not only on our society, but other nations as well? Could you share a bit about what you were involved in? To go overseas and and participate in, uh, you know, training exercises or, you know, actual operations in helping a country get back on its feet and training their forces to be able to look after their own population, to be able to look after their own security so that they can facilitate the success of their nation. I mean, that that was very rewarding and uh, very eye-opening, but I enjoyed that a lot. So I guess it comes down to the, the human aspect, the people aspect of uh, day-to-day work with, with foreign countries and foreign people and ultimately working hard with other Australians around me to, to try and help other people out. I love that. It just makes me love Australia even more. And I think we talk about this a lot. The army has a very strong cause. Obviously, it's to defend the nation, but they are living for a cause that is beyond themselves. And I look at your life, and even though you're not technically in the army as such anymore, you live a life that is beyond yourself. And I see it you know, not only as your wife, but it's evident through your faith. Um, And I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I've seen you go out of your way to pray for people and even friends that are couples trying to have kids and you've prayed for them and miraculously they've been able to have children. But also even the other day you went up to a father and you said, here, take this money. I want you to buy, you know, your family a feast. And I think that that's just such an example of what it is to live beyond ourselves. And it's not all about us, but God's placed us here for others as well. Now, you did mention that after seven years, you felt that it was time to move on from the army. And again, this is another moment where you stepped into the unknown. And P.S., what do you think of when I say into the unknown? Oh, probably Frozen 2. And who suggested to go and watch Frozen 2? Well, I think there was a group discussion, but all right, I'll I'll own it. (laughs) You suggested it. You came to me and said, let's watch it. Can you please sing the theme song? No, it's it's probably better that I don't. Uh, Very good. Very good. uh, You you nailed it. Well done. uh, All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. The pitch is probably a little bit off. Um, But so you left the army and you found yourself in another situation that was unknown, not exactly knowing what the next chapter would look like. How did you navigate this again? And also, how did you know when it was time to move on? Because I think for a lot of us, we feel this pull and we feel this call to step out, but we don't know how to let go or when to move on. Yeah, I suppose... Being able to discern between, you know, am I am I moving on to something or am I quitting something that I'm currently in? And I guess, you know, quitting probably more comes from the idea that we are in the right place and we know where we are meant to be, but for whatever reason, there is hardship or friction coming back towards us, so much so that it causes fear to arise or uncertainty to arise. And uh, I suppose the default flesh mentality is to look for the back door and look for the way out. Mm. I think that moving on is probably more based around feeling that the grace has shifted and moved in another direction. 
uh, and that internal push or pull is there, but also that there are opportunities that you know may have been provided through whatever set of circumstances, through God uh, or through close friends, and also that you know those opportunities align with our skills or or talents, I suppose. And if those things align, well, then you know I, I suppose you probably are moving towards the direction of moving on. And then from there, you really just have to make the decision to to do it and to move and ultimately just trust that God will guide you through that that period of change. And uh, I th- yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It's being able to trust God that regardless of what the circumstances look like, if you know that you need to you need you need to move and you need to be proactive, then you just have to trust God and take the step. That is so good. And I love that you always say as well to hold things loosely. You know, whatever job, whatever, anything that God gives us, really, we can't hold it tightly because that means that we're not allowing him to come in and intervene and change things up. And look at you now. You're married. You're working for the Department of Defense, (laughs) doing great things for government. I bet you couldn't have imagined being where you are today. No, not at all. But here we are. Here we are. And just before we wrap up, I just want to ask, what advice would you give to someone that is currently navigating the unknown or thinking about stepping out, but they might not know exactly what it's going to look like? Well, I mean, the Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, I think it is, that uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And so speaking with other like-minded people, other followers of Christ, you know, whether it's a pastor or a close friend or someone like that, and getting their thoughts on your situation as well. But ultimately, every person has to own their own choices. And if you have that internal push or pull and there are opportunities for you and they align with, you know, your talents or your gifts, then it it really comes down to you just making the call uh, to make the decision and to move off in that direction. Because I think the last thing that anybody ever wants really is to be, uh, you know, in the final years of their life and to look back and think that they missed out on so much because they were yeah. crippled by fear or they, you know, they, they just they just didn't make that decision when they knew they probably should have. And so ultimately, I think that's probably what it boils down to. Totally. It's that whole thing of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Because I think a lot of us um, see fear or feeling scared as a negative, but it's only a negative if you let it control you. Whereas if you feel a little bit scared, but you still push through, even though you don't know what's on the other side, that's where the miracle is. And that's where God can really supernaturally intervene. And I, my friend shared a quote recently, and it's by David Bowie. So I think you're going to love this. Love Bowie. But it says, it says this, Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. And when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. Very good. I absolutely love that. Jack, thank you so much for sharing your story today and the experiences that you have been through. I just think you are a well of wisdom and I'm very fortunate to be your wife. I get to hear your wisdom all the time, but I am so glad our community are able to hear it as well. So thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of More Than Talk. If you know of anyone that's making a difference in their world, we would love to have them on the podcast. So please message us via Instagram at more than talk underscore podcast. We also would love for you to join our community. So follow us, subscribe, leave a review and share this podcast around as we believe these stories will not only inspire, but challenge us to do more 
than just talk.